Okay, so here we go. Welcome to Love Horror Podcast. And this is the first podcast, uh, first episode of this podcast in five years. And it's coming back. And this time it's, this episode is just going to be me talking about some of the recently released horror movies that you may not have seen and might you might want to watch while you're in uh, isolation or quarantine during this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. But in the future episodes, I'm going to start trying to do more, bringing in some family members or some friends, co-workers, things like that to talk. So it ain't just going to be me all the time anymore. Mind you, in the past, I have done some interviews with independent filmmakers in some previous episodes. You might want to check them out if you haven't already. So yeah, I'm, I'm recording with an all new equipment. I'm recording with a King B microphone uh, into a audio Evo 4 audio interface on the Mac. So hopefully the quality would be nice as well. So anyway, let's get into it. There's been a lot of uh, recent horror movies. You know, they, they're always coming out, even when they somewhat lose popularity occasionally. You know how these trends go. There's always coming out. We've recently seen things like It and It Chapter 2, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and the remake of Pet Cemetery. There's also been movies such as Annabelle Comes Home and Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep was a little disappointing, but um, I'll tell you why later. There's also the remake of Child's Play. So there's been a few remakes recently. Uh, there's also been the 2018 remake um, remake, reboot, sequel type of thing of Halloween with the return of Jamie Lee Curtis and this year, later this year it's not out at the time of making this podcast but later this year you're going to also see the sequel to that Halloween Kills and then next year the final part part 3 will be out called Halloween Ends but what about some movies you can actually watch now? Well one thing I will start off by telling you because this is one you may not have seen because it was meant to be in the cinema was the reboot of The Invisible Man I, you know it's a bit more science fictiony than horror but I thought I'd mention that one first because even though it's maybe in cinema and people can't go to the cinema right now what they have done is they've released it digitally um, for an extravagant uh, rental price but the reason that is is basically it's meant to be in cinema they can't do that so they're charging basically a cinema ticket price to uh, watch it as a rental on services such as iTunes. So if you haven't seen that, which I haven't yet myself, if you haven't seen The Invisible Man, you can take advantage of being able to watch it in the comfort of your own home right now because it and some other movies, such as Emma and other movies, have been coming out to rent for an extra expensive price to watch at home because people are not able to go to the cinema right now. <clears throat> okay, so recent movies that have come out Let's start with Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. If you haven't seen that movie, it was absolutely really, really, really good and it should be getting a sequel as well. Uh, I will say that I had waited a long time for it and really looked forward to it and so I was a little bit disappointed, but I'm sure you won't be. It's just I think I got my hopes up, you know, ridiculously, um, you know, just a ridiculous amount. So um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It was a really good movie with um, basically lots of different stories in it. Yet they all kind of uh, join together. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give off any spoilers. But I would just like to recommend that if you are in isolation or quarantine, staying at home like you really probably should be unless you're a key worker, then 
Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is available now just digitally on things like iTunes. That's where I watched it. And it is, if I remember rightly, I think it is 4K as well. If you have a 4K TV, you know, you go get the best quality there. Okay, there was Pet Cemetery. Uh, the remake of Pet Cemetery, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. That, again, I found extremely disappointing. Uh, I really loved the original. Um, but it just didn't live up to the hype and they changed some things that didn't f- quite feel right. And um, like I say, I'm not going to give any spoilers here. But basically, if you haven't seen Pet Cemetery and you haven't read the book, uh, the original, then I would say... You know, you're some young person, like a teenager or whatever, this is your first experience at Pet Cemetery. You probably will really like the movie, you, or at least think it's a decent movie. But for people who are fans of the original, you're probably going to be disappointed. But still, it's worth at least one watch, uh, like most of the things on this list, to be honest. If you saw the remake of It, there is now It Chapter 2. Again, this is one I'm going to have to say that you're probably going to be extremely disappointed by. I love the first one from, I think it was 2017, 2018, um, the first remake of it. It was absolutely brilliant and I went to cinema with some friends and my brother and we really, really enjoyed it and neither of us, my brother at least, and I could not wait to see the chapter two. It was disappointing and I'm not going to give away spoilers but there's kind of like a boss battle type of thing like you might expect at the end and it just went on and on and on and on and it just it was just really slow and boring and the scenes just lasted too long in it and it it just ruined the whole thing anyway just that alone so you've seen the first one uh, I definitely recommend giving it one watch anyway of It Chapter 2 but you're going to be disappointed I'm sure you will and if you haven't seen the first one definitely watch the first It remake or even watch the TV miniseries they did back in I think it was the 90s that was really awesome and that is also available digitally as well Um, there are some other very popular ones like Midsummer came out um, not that long ago. I haven't actually seen that, so I'm not really going to go into great depth about it. There is Doctor Sleep, and that was an interesting movie. It's another Stephen King. It is meant to be the sequel to The Shining, and well, the thing is, it did a decent job in places of being a sequel. Uh, there's lots of great references at the very beginning and the very end of the movie to the original movie and the original hotel in the original movie and book but the majority of the movie felt more like some kind of uh, hip modern remake of Salem's Lot it was basically um, soul-sucking vampires and that's just not what The Shining was it just felt like a completely different Stephen King movie really it felt more like, I say, some kind of reboot of the Salem's Lot or something like that with more of a vampire a vibe than a ghost movie, which is what The Shining book and movie was. So, again, um, I hate to give you lots of disappointments here, it, but it is one I would recommend watching, sure. But as a sequel to The Shining, you're probably going to be a little disappointed in general, like I say, there were some really cool, awesome references to The Shining. 
but in general the movie was some sort of um vampires went around sucking people's souls out and i just didn't really get that i don't really think that really suits a sequel to the shining we wanted more ghosts less vampires at least i did and so did my brother and every other family member and people i've talked to it just was weird basically but worth watching now annabelle comes home there's been tons of annabelle movies and most of them are actually pretty neat the same with annabelle comes home now this is definitely one worth watching the thing i'll say without giving away spoilers is it i think they shouldn't have called it annabelle comes home i think they should have called it the country in part whatever because to me Annabelle was a sort of a side character in this and I really feel that it felt more like it had more to do with the conjuring and the paranormal investigators in the conjuring rather than Annabelle the door so a great movie I really liked it I really enjoyed Annabelle Comes Home but I think the name the title was a little misleading and I think uh, the conjuring title would be more appropriate I'll briefly mention Brightburn that's a movie that's worth checking out because it not so much a horror i'd say it's more on the sci-fi side but again you could go with horror because it's kind of a superhero movie yet the superhero is dark and he's bad he's a bad superhero and he's a boy he's a young boy kind of like um some sort of equivalent to uh superman landing on earth and being raised by a normal family that sort of thing but he turns into kind of somewhat like a serial killer uh again trying to avoid spoilers here another movie or remake yet again reboot is child's play now what do you think a child's play remake would be like if you like the originals like i do it is i don't know where to start here basically i was looking forward to kind of more child's play and a bit of a reboot but first off the look of him was abysmal it was crazy you know the original look yeah it's a bit dated now you know people are used to the way he looked all those years from the original and uh the remake such as brad is for chucky but the thing is it worked let's face it it worked the new look was just i don't even know how to describe it but it was uh bad and also also um i don't like how they changed it to try to be more modern by having him as a robot yep you heard right if you don't already know <laughs> he is not a possessed or possessed by a serial killer any longer he is a, ro- a robotic toy for kids that has glitched and its ai has gone crazy and if there had never been a child's play movie before or any of the chucky movies sure you know interesting idea fine fair enough and very you know um appropriate at this time when ai is really starting to take a hold and there's more ai software things like that however let's face it that's just not what you expect from chucky chucky was a possessed door possessed toy possessed by a serial killer and it was a horror movie this is trying to go more into realms of science fiction and being a sci-fi movie and that is certainly not what fans want or expect i understand why they did it for a remake and to try to modernize it i get it i really do but it just uh, i don't think it's really for fans you know fans don't want that don't expect it i i don't think personally okay we have from the makers of annabelle in the country we have the curse of el Lerona, and it's kind of about a uh ghost that's after people especially with children and after children because basically 
it's based on a Spanish or Mexican legend of a, a woman who drowned her kids when she's in some fit of depression or whatever. And now, she, since she drowned her kids, she drowns as a ghost of a kids. And I know that's a very uh, quick, rough explanation. But again, I'm trying to be quick and get through as many movies as possible here and also not give away spoilers. But it is a very creepy kind of haunted house, typical kind of conjuring vibes here. And if you haven't seen that, um, well, you're in quarantine, lockdown, whatever you're doing here. I think, you know, at night, lights off, curtains closed, nice spooky movie for you. And clearly, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a horror fan. So I think that is exactly the type of thing you're looking for. Now, the next one up here is a bit more of an obscure one that you're less likely to have heard of. It is called In the Tall Grass. And if I remember rightly off the top of my head, I think it's a Netflix original and it's based on Stephen King again. And it's really weird, really bizarre and kind of odd and creepy, but I liked it. I actually liked it. I think it's one of those movies you have a lovery hate, but I liked it. And basically, these people pull over the side of the road. They hear voices in this tall uh, grass in America. And they go in looking for this little boy and stuff like that. And all sorts of this weird ty- type of um, dimension type of stuff going on. I think is the best way to describe it. And people, you know, show, you see their dead bodies, yet then you see them alive. And all sorts of weird kind of typical in your head Stephen King type of story going on there and despite its name in the tall grass it's much better than it might sound okay now i'll, I'll briefly mention this but i want to see it but i haven't seen it i've only seen the trailer there is black christmas and this is a movie that is not just a remake but it's the second remake there was a movie back in the 1970s a very famous Christmas set slasher movie and the first one was okay I'm not actually a big fan of the original which some of you may not like to hear but um then they had in the early 2000s a remake and I actually preferred the remake now the reason I haven't got around to watching this latest remake is the trailer looked um pretty bad and it looks kind of childish and just silly and um it if you didn't like the remake of Ghostbusters with the uh, female cast uh it kind of has that vibes to me and it feels like it's made for like a 13 12 year old girls or something you know i don't mean to say it sounds sexist right there but it just feels very like um that they're going for that kind of market which is a pity because i was looking forward to that when i first hear it, heard it announced and uh let's see what else we have here to talk about uh okay here's a nick cage nicholas cage movie called Colour Outer Space, based on an old short story by H.P. Lovecraft. Again, one I was looking forward to, and so my brother, as we both like H.P. Lovecraft. It was an interesting movie, had some interesting special effects, and it was trying to go for a, a bit of um, it, um, The Thing vibe. You know, if you've seen that movie, sci-fi movie, The Thing by John, uh, I think it was by John Carpenter. Uh, my brain isn't working too well today. But yeah, it went for that vibe a bit there, but it didn't pull it off and it just weird. It felt like almost like it was made for people uh, on drugs, smoking pot or something, you know, with the weird colours, which I know that's kind of the idea. It, there was weird colours from space and stuff like that. I, I get I get the idea. Just, it, it felt like it was made for people who are high and I just, I just didn't like it, basically. It just wasn't for me. The next one on the list is one you may not have heard of as well. It's Satanic 
interesting title and uh, not going to go into great detail like i'm trying not to with much of these um at the moment but it is an interesting movie for a low budget it's definitely a low budget movie but it's not an unwatchably low budget movie and you can get it on things like itunes as well it's available now digitally and i would recommend you at least check out a trailer it may or may not be your thing but um basically a minimum wage delivery girl is forced into a night a long battle with the affluent leaders of a suburban community after discovering they're part of a satanic court. That's a little uh, blurb there. So yeah, there's one definitely for you to check out. There's one um, that is actually quite popular, um, I think, called Us, because it's made by the creator of Get Out. I've seen Get Out, that's one uh, um, definitely a bit different and worth watching. Us, I haven't seen yet, so can't really speak much about that one. Okay, um, another one I wonder if you have seen, guys, is Happy Death Day to us. You know, death is in dying, D-E-A-T-H. Happy Death Day to you. Um, this is a sequel to Happy Death Day, and <laughs> we're going around a little disappointing. The first movie was clearly quite popular sequel and i liked the first one the first one was good if um i'm not going to go into huge detail but basically it has a serial killer a slasher movie kind of uh equivalent to groundhog day storyline definitely if you haven't seen the first one check it out but the second one wasn't as good let's see what else we've got here zombie if you haven't seen the original zombie land definitely worth a watch there is now zombie land double which is finally the sequel, which even though I like the first one, I still haven't actually got around to seeing the sequel yet. But it's um, out now, it's available on things like iTunes, it's available digitally now to buy or rent. So that definitely, if you've seen the first one, check this out. If not, watch the first one. There is a three from... Now, you may have heard of a musician and also a director, filmmaker called Rob Zombie. He remade Halloween, not the 2018 version, but the 2007 version and its sequel, I think, which was pretty good, the first remake he did. Then the sequel, he didn't really want to come back and do a sequel. They kind of forced his hand a bit. And so I I feel personally, deliberately, he ruined the sequel, Halloween 2. But anyway, enough about that. He also has movies called... um, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects and Devil's Rejects is a sequel to House of One Thousand Corpses and both of those movies are okay especially House of One Thousand Corpses was pretty good uh, serial killer movie not serial killer as in slasher movie it wasn't like Halloween or Friday the 13th it was like a more of a realistic serial killer movies Devil's Re- Reject was a sequel they then recently did three from which wasn't as good as the first two and um one of the actors i forget his name the one who played like the clown in the first one you know who had a job as a clown that sort of thing he died during the making of it so i think the original idea was it was originally those three you know um i forget the characters names but they originally got the three from the other two in it throughout the whole thing but then he died and he only had a very very small part to basically finish off his storyline uh which is with what filmed and to basically use another character as a three you know because it's three disappointing but it's not thought that unfortunately unfortunately that actor died
Again, if you've seen the other two, it might be worth watching the latest, you know, the last part. Or if not, check out the first ones. There's a movie on the list, a uh, low-budget kind of like satanic. There's actually one called Summon the Darkness. I haven't got around to seeing that yet, so I can't uh, give any recommendations. But that's one at least check out a trailer of. So yeah, there has been actually, um, in the last year or so, quite a few horror movies and stuff come out you know a bit of sci-fi horror type of things like that and um pretty damn good but fortunately it seems like most on this list have been uh have not lived up to the hype at least for me but still you know you're in lockdown there's loads of movies here and uh, on this list i've just mentioned and a lot of them you may not have actually seen especially some of the lesser known ones like satanic panic uh, we summon the darkness movies like uh, if you're into Halloween's, like I said, if you haven't seen the sequel remake thing they did in 2018, uh, that was just simply called Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, that is definitely a good one to watch. And scary stories that tell in the dark, uh, the Curse of El sorry, the Curse of El Llorona. Uh, those are a few creepy ones to watch, definitely. And um, there's the Doctor Sleep as well, which was just really off the kind of uh, missed the point completely by being like a zomb- um, being a vampire movie instead of a so much of a ghost movie. All those movies on this list are worth it. You, you at least go in and check in trailers of, and there's a few a few golden ones, scary stories to tell in the dark and Queen and Lorona, uh, Annabelle Comes Home. So I hope that gives you some ideas of what maybe you could watch during this quarantine and lockdown, especially if you are doing as you should do and really staying home and not leaving. So you might be getting a bit of a case of cabin fever, which it seems like a lot of people are really starting to struggle with not going out. And I understand that. I've been lucky that I can actually work from home with my job. So I used to work in the office in a call centre, which isn't actually on the phone. It's um, a web chat giving advice about kitchens for this particular companies, um, broadband and uh, SIM mobile SIM plans. And luckily I've been able to straight away, as soon as this started to come down, they sent us all, uh, set up our laptops and stuff and sent us home straight away. They're really good with that. And so I think that is one of the reasons I have less of a feeling of cabin fever that, than some other people because at least I have that normal work routine. I get up for work at a certain time, um, even though it's shift work, you know, that, that can vary, but it always has. So I, I still have that job routine and going on to the same website I would in the office and talking to people and sending them links and all this, you know, so I've still got that work routine. But some of you out there are not that lucky, unfortunately. You can't work from home. You may be either being unemployed by this or on furlough or whatever. And you're just basically stuck at home. So hopefully this list of movies will give you some ideas, some things to take your mind off of things, some movies you haven't seen uh, to try out. And hopefully that will help you guys. That is one of the reasons I decided to bring this podcast back. Well, I've been wanting to for years and just never got around to it then. You know, I've got a bit more time here uh, where I'm at home. I brought a new microphone and equipment. And I thought, you know, right, this is a time and maybe more people listening to podcasts at the moment and more people need to hear a voice and uh, be talked to and uh, and to hear facts and to uh, hear things about their favourite genre. You know, if this is your favourite genre, which I presume it is. And to hear, you know, about new movies and things like that. So I hope this helps and I hope you keep coming back and 
even if it's a while before my next episode, which it won't be, I'm sure it'll be within the next week or so, uh, there is like, I think, 13 other episodes I've made before in 2015, and a lot of them are still as relevant and as good, you know, today, especially like the interviews with indie filmmakers. So, okay, I think, you know, this has been more than long enough, so I'll let you guys go, and see you in the next episode. Bye.